0: This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, Spirit Talkers. Brandy here. This is Spirit Talk. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're new, hi, how are you? Welcome. You can join the Spirit Talk page on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. If you haven't already, please please consider leaving a a rating, a review. It helps the podcast. It helps me feel seen, feel heard. Love you guys so much. Today I have a guest, Kelly from Soul Restyled. And I really wanted to have Kelly on to have the conversation that I would want to hear when I was first setting out on developing my intuition, my psychic abilities, mediumship, Reiki, and all that uh, we talk about lots of fun stuff in this conversation. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Here's my conversation with Kelly. I don't want to talk anymore without them getting privy to it. And no, I'll, okay. uh, <laughs> I like this. It's awesome. Good stuff. So thank you for joining me, Kelly. It's a pleasure to have you today. Thanks so much for inviting me. I love it. So good to see you and talk to you. So a while ago you were doing, you were a stylist, and you had kind of a whole nother life. And now you're doing this beautiful spiritual work where you do readings, and you do Reiki and all this stuff. Tell us about how that transition happened. Was it a spiritual awakening? What exactly did that entail for you?
1: Yeah, so it's a very interesting story. Uh, A little bit of background. When I was a child. I was very connected to spirit. Um, I was able to, uh, you know, see what was going to be coming in the future uh, for myself and the people around me. And it was, I was, it was a little bit uncomfortable for me. And I think as children, it always is uncomfortable for us because we don't know how to explain it, and it's not, dis, it's not discussed in the household usually. <laughs> um, probably different these days. Um, so I actually turned it off for a really long time. And, you know, I, every once in a while, as I got older, you know, through my 20s, I would get little nudges from spirit and from the universe saying, are you, you know, are you ready yet? Do you want to tap in? And I didn't want to still because of just where I was in my life. It was just it didn't fit with what I was doing, the people I was hanging out with, the way that I wanted my life to be in my 20s. Um, you know, fast forward to my 30s, I, I think it was about 32 or 33 spirit asked me again, do you can we can we open this up with you? And I finally decided that I, w- I was interested in it because I didn't like where my life was and I didn't like I didn't necessarily love the path I was going down. And so, yes, was it a spiritual awakening? I don't know if it's a spiritual awakening and what people think a spiritual awakening is. I did have, you know, I had moments when I started, you know, tapping into this. And I'm one of those people who who really wants like physical confirmation that I can do it. And, you know, my spiritual friends said, you're not going to get, you're not going to get a physical sign. And I said, no, that's what I need, though. <laughs> so um, I talked to the universe and I said, you know, this is what I need from you. Give me something. And there was a a, a house that I was driving past, and I saw a very nice vehicle driving out of what was a less than average home for that type of vehicle. And I thought, hmm, that's weird. And a week later, um, there was a full-blown police investigation happening at this house. (laughs) And I so I said to spirit, is that my sign? Is, is that confirming that I do intuitively know what's happening and I can feel energy and I can really tap into this. Yeah. And from there, it just took off. Amazing. Yeah. So you said, hmm, that's weird
0: because your senses were were giving you that, uh, pay attention to this. Yeah, Something's up. Yeah. Hmm. And Very because you were ready to receive it at that time. Maybe you were okay with diving into it.
1: Totally. And, you know, there's probably some people who say, well, it just happened to be that way. For me, it was a sign. Mm -hmm. For somebody else, it may not be, it may not have been a sign or it may not have been the one that they were looking for. And, but that's the other interesting thing is that the things that happen in our life are not the way always that we want it to be or how we think it should be. It's how the soul connects, and it's the soul journey for us of what it needs to be versus what we want it to be.
0: Mm-hmm. You said when you were a little kid, you felt connected. Were you drawn to things like psychics, mediums, maybe Ouija boards, anything
1: like that when you were a kid? It's so interesting because I wasn't the psychic piece. I was I was interested in because my actually my great aunt was a psychic and a medium Wow. Um, but at that time again it was very hush hush and quite witchy and so we talked a little bit about it and the Ouija board I think I played it once and I got totally freaked out mm-hmm. <laughs> and I never played it again <laughs> mm-hmm. did you play Ouija board
0: uh yeah yeah but I haven't played it since either because I was told like no don't do that right (laughs) right do not do that so yeah there's definitely a stigma especially when we we were younger we're the exact same age and um it's getting better I think you're right I think it is getting better people are understanding that maybe they shouldn't tell their kids just don't do it because it's evil or something and maybe work with them a little bit better on it so when you, when you got that confirmation, because I think you're similar to me in that you're a little bit skeptical or really want a lot of proof, at least at first. Would you say that's fair to say?
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I needed to know. And in the spiritual world, especially when we're doing when we're reading energy and we're doing readings and you know tapping in with spirit and whatnot there aren't a lot of physical signs that you can get. It has to fall into the trust factor. You have to trust that this is what's happening. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Once you can do, once you can have that trust and fall into that space, Mm -hmm. Um, life changes forever. And it's the most beautiful thing. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. So when you asked for it and received it the more solid proof that you needed to be able to lean into this did those kind of things the solid proof keep happening or were you okay with it were you okay with trusting now
1: um so i it the the trusting is a hundred percent there and it's it's interesting because they still do give me the physical signs sometimes that they hear me and it's just I just laugh now because I think, oh man, (laughs) did you think that I was, did you think that I was not trusting in that moment that you had to give me the physical proof or are you just playing with me? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing.
0: And once you leaned into it and thought, okay, I'm actually going to pursue this. What did that look like?
1: Did you take a class? Did you? Yeah. So I, I, am a total junkie for taking courses um, in the spiritual world and it's interesting because if you ask me if i got a diploma or a degree um, through a college or university i did not but when you look at the spiritual world and you know for example i have i'm a reiki master teacher i went to school for two years to just a different type of school to get my masters in on the spiritual side Mm -hmm. So I do take courses the first course I the first course I really took was Reiki Mm -hmm. um, because that's where I was feeling called to Um, I had already started doing my energy readings you know I think when I started I did my readings for $11 Mm -hmm. because I wanted to know that I was Mm -hmm. again I wanted to know that I was able to do this before I go out there and start you know telling people about what I can do for them I needed to know so I had already started my energy readings and the next step for me I chose Reiki and I don't know why I chose Reiki at the time um I think I was looking for something that would be something that I could implement if not for other people at least for myself Mm -hmm. and so I started taking Reiki I took my level one and level two and since then I will be graduating my spirit guides uh, level three on Sunday. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: Um, yes. Yeah, so that I've been doing that over the last year, year and a bit as well. And yeah, I just, I do love taking courses. I think it's important to stay up with it too, because I want to take my clients with me on my journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're just a little bit behind me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is so cool for me to watch them grow into what I was Yes, at that point. So mm-hmm. yes, to answer your question, long story short, I do take courses and I think it's uh, there's a ton of value in it.
0: Amazing. Talk to me about spirit guides. What are you learning about, like how to read and, and pick up on spirit guides or what is it?
1: Yeah. So when I was doing level one, uh, we got the introduction to who our spirit guides were. So we all have a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it doesn't matter who you are in the world. We all have a team that works with us. And so I was able to learn, we would go on these journey these visualization meditations and whatnot, and you would meet different spirit guides. And so I met my level one was I met my whole team. Level two, we started doing readings on each other Mm -hmm. um, and really tapping into that intuition and our spirit guides to deliver messages. Uh, Level three is all about the healing journey and being able to tap into our, our spirit teams to support somebody else's healing, which is Amazing. really, really, really beautiful. And just to add to that, I have, I'm able to see other people's spirit teams now.
0: Cool. So
1: if we're doing a spirit guide reading the team, well, right now, if you do any reading, the members of the team will show up mm-hmm. um, and they'll stand just in certain areas of the room as I'm talking to my clients. And I was doing a mentorship program. I was a mentee in a one-on-one program with the woman who was teaching me my spirit guides course. And I said to her in my first session, I said, I would love to somehow include spirit guides in my programs, in my readings, in my sessions somehow. And I know that that's your thing. And I don't want to step on your toes. And she started laughing. (laughs) And I said, what are you laughing at? And she says, spirit told me before we came on this call that you can see them and (laughs) that you need to start doing this. So my next step, she's going to be passing this off to me next year. So I'll be able to start helping people and supporting people on that spirit guide journey as well
0: amazing amazing I love that do you see other forms of spirit for example when doing mediumship are you able to see people's past loved ones as well
1: yes so when we're doing that the first way that spirit past loved ones connect with me is through scent Mm. usually so yes my space will start to smell like roses or um there was one client her her grandpa stepped in and all he gave me the scent of spearmint gun. and you know then we go through this and they give me different sense of different parts of their lives um they show me uh different things that they used to do so yeah in that in that way yes but it's not i don't see them in a physical capacity i see they take me to a place and time of their lives
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Similar. Well, uh, for me, I can see spirit guides as well um, for people and for myself, but I've never seen a spirit. I can get little claircognizant ideas of what they might have looked like, but uh, as far as seeing in like full living color as if they're in front of me, the guides is it for me. I can't, I can't do other things, but that's fine by me because I just love it. It's like a show.
1: Uh, <laughs> right. <it's> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I like, it's like having two conversations at one time, right? So you're talking to the physical person in front of you, and then you're talking to the group that has come into the, come into yes, the room. Yes,
0: <laughs> exactly. And and that's why it takes a long time to learn how to do this and, and how to deliver, because it's kind of discombobulating sometimes. At least it has been for me in the beginning, especially.
1: Totally, yes. Yeah, yeah. it can be discombobulating. And again, it's that trust factor, right? am I actually seeing this? Like, are they actually giving me information? Or like, how is this even happening, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When you're stepping into this world. Yeah, it's quite, uh, it can be very entertaining. It's very busy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because there's always a spirit and loved ones hanging around. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Okay, so I'm going to get there. I'm going to put a pin in that for a second, because I have a question. I was going to ask you about how do you perceive spirit, what, what comes through first or most for you. And you said that you get smell or sense Claire yes. so I think it is. Um, that's amazing. That's kind of rare. I would say
1: it is, I think. And it's that it's new ish for me. It's gotten very strong over the last year. Again, I took Last, I took a lot of courses in the last year <laughs> or two, um, but I did take a mediumship course. And the main reason I took the mediumship course is because I actually have this fear of dying. Hmm. Like what happens after? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us have that because it's it's the unknown. There's nobody who can come back and tell you exactly what it's going to be like for you. right? right? Because they're gone. Um, So I took the mediumship course in hopes that it would relieve some of the anxiety I have around that. And it did. And so during that mediumship course, they did give me a smell and whatnot, but it was very faint. It wasn't really, it wasn't overpowering or anything, which is probably why I was second guessing some of what I was receiving. Mm -hmm. And since then it's, it's improved. I don't know, a thousand times. Whoa. Um, It is all I can smell in a room. And it's very fun. They don't usually, they give me very specific sense um, for a time, like I said, a time in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to help the client talk about when this would have happened. And they've never let me down, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not Mm -hmm. yet. So it's the scent
0: coming in, but also an impression of like emotions
1: and thoughts that are coming through for you? Yes, uh, it can be emotions or thoughts. So they give me the scent and it's usually related to something, again, it's something specific in their lives. And that's the first place they take me. And it's to make that connection with who they're trying to visit with. Mm -hmm. And um, so they take me to that place. And that's how I start the conversation with the client. You know, for example, the gentleman who had spearmint gum, I said to me, I was actually performing Reiki on my client. So um, mm-hmm. that's when it really starts to come through for me. And I don't know if it's because my mind is quiet, but anyways, she was laying on the table and I said, did your grandpa used to choose spearmint gum? <laughs> She's mm-hmm. like, Yes. <laughs> And so I took her on this journey of what he was showing me. Um, he took me to his woodworking shop where he used to make furniture and he gave me the scent of the wood. And that's how I was able to tell her what he was showing me. And um, the final one of the final messages he gave me is he gave me stale beer. Mm. And I thought stale beer oh, <laughs> doesn't smell good. And was your grandpa a heavy beer drinker? And she said, well, yes, he was an alcoholic. Uh And, um, you know, that was probably, that was one of the first times that I really made that connection. She says, well, can you tell him, can you tell him about my sons? And I said, you can talk to him right now. Uh Just talk. That's all you need to do. And that's when I realized, okay, this, I want to do this. I love, oh, that.
0: I love that. That's right. so, 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 so cool. And I just love the way spirit takes you on that journey, starting with scent. Amazing. I feel like that's a, a true blessing because sometimes when people are really heavy in their other clairs, like maybe feeling a lot, um, it can be kind of taxing, I think. And coming in with scent and and sight is, it feels lighter. It feels a little bit easier to deal with maybe on your end does that make sense
1: it totally does and the interesting thing is um with so combining the two so mediumship and reiki so when you get into your master level of reiki by that point you've had about a year of practice and it's an exhausting year because you're using a lot of your own energy to try and facilitate and as you practice and as you continue to trust and build your your practice of Reiki, you stop using so much of your energy. Mm-hmm. It is energy that literally flows down into you and into the, into the client's body. And I find that because I'm not using a lot of my energy, mm-hmm. I'm able to connect more into the medium side.
0: You and put that your, so well.
1: Yeah. And to your point, it's a very gentle way to, that they come in and let me know, like, I'm here. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that is nice
1: and gentle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
0: I, I kind of see things differently right now. Just, you gave me a little bit of a light bulb moment there. So many people, their entry point or... Start with mediumship comes through Reiki, so many people that I've talked to. And when I was hearing you just talking about that, I was like, oh, that makes sense because you are a channel and you're a conduit for Reiki and learning Reiki, you really have to get out of your own way. And boom, there's a nice open door for your mediumship without your thoughts, your Well, what if I'm not good enough or your energy, even because you're really, really clear. So that just, I just got that light bulb. Oh, yeah. That's why mediumship and Reiki can often go hand in hand.
1: 100%. Yeah. Whoa, cool. And it gives you, so when you're doing, usually when you're doing Reiki, your mind is pretty clear and to Mm -hmm. your point, you're open and spirit knows this. Mm Mm-hmm. And they just, they, I find that they wait and they're like, oh, she's open. Let's go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's such a fun, it's such a, um, it's such a fun relationship, really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and similarly to why a lot of people receive messages or visitations in dreams, because their body's literally asleep. So they're not in their, in their mind, in their, in their
1: head totally and you know we were talking about this i think it was before we started recording but spirit used to wake me up a lot at about anywhere between two two and four o'clock in the morning and you know until you can start to realize that you can set energetic boundaries and you can talk to spirit and let them know when they can and can't bother you um it can be an exhausting time Mm -hmm. um, because oftentimes i find when they were waking me up between two and four in the morning I couldn't remember in when I woke up later, Uh what had been what had been discussed. (laughs) Uh And so I would stay up and I would write while they were talking to me and I would just keep I would be in my phone and writing a ton of notes and whatnot. And it does get very exhausting. So finally, I said to them, to Spirit, I said, you can't wake me up in the night anymore, but you can wake me up at 530 on the dot and you can start talking to me then. and Guess what time I'm awake every morning. (laughs) no
0: that's really really important point like a lot of the listeners of spirit talk are just setting out to develop their maybe mediumship or whatever kind of spiritual ability and boundaries is huge it's really really important you know a lot of well pretty much anybody who does this work is an empath or feels very deeply and can pick up energies anywhere and so boundaries is incredibly important to keep your self-centered grounded and whole and you're not giving away your power right
1: yes exactly exactly yeah it's you know Um, we talk about boundaries all the time here in the physical world yeah why would you not have them with the spirit world right right exactly it's a natural it's a natural step so we work on the boundaries here and we just continue with the spirit
0: that's right Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we are spirits just because we're in a human body doesn't mean we aren't spirits, right? Let's get a little bit wild and I want to talk to you about ghosts. What do you think about ghosts? What would you define a ghost as? Do
1: you think they're real? What's the deal with that? So it's interesting that you ask that because in my mind, ghosts and spirit are the same. I think there are stuck souls. And those ones can be, those spirits can be a, a little bit scary because they're stuck and you can feel that energy. There's that uh, There can be anxiety, there can be anger, there can be sadness. And mm-hmm. so you can feel that side of things. But mm-hmm. I don't think that in general, ghosts or spirit, however you want to define it, they're not here to scare us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not here to hurt us. They're just here. Right. What yeah. do you think about ghosts? pretty much similar
0: to what you just said, their spirits. Um, they may be hanging around because of whatever reasons, but it's kind of personal to them. It's not like, Oh, somebody left them behind or something like that. They could kind of go at any time, I think, but it's yeah. more of like a their own thing <laughs> and why they're yeah. hanging around. But, and, and I do think that if people are scared of them, it's, what's going on in their own head the stories oh. that they're making up about it or feeling like ooh, because it's unknown right so we always make up the stories in our head to really? fill in the gaps yeah so yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you on that but if people feel like they do have trapped energy or ghosts or whatever you want to say in their home or wherever what do you think they can do give us some tips and tricks on what they can do to feel more at ease
1: Okay, yeah. And I love this question because it's you, you, you know, this being a medium that we always have stuck energy or spirit in our spaces, um, especially when we have clients. Well, not especially when we have clients. My place is pretty busy all the time. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun busy. Um, but you have to constantly clear that energy out, right? So I do go through a ritual, usually once or twice a day, just because of the work that I do. Um, And I go around with Palo Santo and I clear all the windows and the doors and the rooms. And, you know, it can be anywhere from, you know, I don't necessarily have to say anything anymore, but I know that some people might feel like they have to. And you can just say something like, if you are not here for good, then please leave. Mm -hmm. This is a blessed home. This is a home full of great people full of gratitude um this is a safe space and if you are not going to honor that then please leave Mm -hmm. really important to do the windows and the doors um Mm -hmm. the other thing is because there's always we always leave soul fragments wherever we go and it's important that because energy it latches onto you. So when you're coming home, if you feel like there's weird weirdness happening around you, we all know what it feels to have the heebie jeebies, right? Mm -hmm. Just do a quick brush off. So when you're brushing off, you want to start from your head and move all the way down your body and always make sure that you're brushing towards the ground Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because energy latches onto things. You don't want to transfer that to areas of your home. You just want to go straight to the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, you could do a quick meditation and, um, just like a self-guided meditation and say, I'm in a safe space. There is no need to worry here. Spirit is not here to hurt me. Um, I am one with spirit, whatever that feels like to you. Um, but really just, I do, I love the Palo Santo. I actually love the the smell of it. So, um, I love doing that and just the quick hits in all the rooms and, yeah, I love the space and it's safe and happy and healthy and warm. And that's it. Yes, yes, yeah.
0: yes, exactly. I love that you do that often. I I think it's really really important to feel good in your space. So I, I totally agree with everything you just said. And you said it's busy in your house sometimes. That kind of brings us back to ghosts. Have you ever had people coming to you saying, "I have a ghost" or "I have spirits in my house," and they're freaked out? you know, Hollywood makes people freaked out about these things too. (laughs) Um, But actually it's their people. It's their, it's their family. It's their loved ones. It's their people in spirit. It's their guides. It's whoever.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you can feel that. And you know that as a, you know, as a trained medium energy reader, what could you say to them that will help them with that?
1: Well, I think it's that comfort thing too, because when you don't know what it is in your home, it can be scary. You know, you can feel the shift, you can feel the energies moving around the space when you, when you use Palo Santo and you're doing that clearing on a regular Mm -hmm. basis, you can literally feel this, this space shift. Oh yeah. Yeah. It becomes clear. It's clean. Um, you'll actually feel invigorated to clean Yeah. The energy moving. Right. So it's a very interesting, it's, just a little tidbit. If you want to start cleaning your home, start with your Palo Santo. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Start physically.
0: and end with it. Maybe once <laughs>
1: exactly. you're clean. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Yes. So back to the spirit in the home. What would I say? Um, they're never here to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually people that you know. If you're if you're not connected to someone in this lifetime, it could be somebody from a different lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but don't fear it. There's yeah, nothing yeah. to fear in um the spirit world. Yeah. Embrace it. Feel lucky that your people want to come and hang out with you. Yes. Um, I, what I, what I do, um, challenge people to remember is we all have our spirit team and those spirit guides, that team will wait your entire life for you to talk to them. hmm they are solely here to support you and help you and guide you and listen to you. And the second you can start having conversations out loud, watch your life start to change. Yeah. And it just, I think it's such a beautiful thing that they literally wait here. They wait your whole life. Yeah. To just to talk to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yes. I, I couldn't agree more. And to just, talk out loud to them and and build a connection, it might feel weird for some people, but watch the magic unfold, like you said, right? So talk to me a bit about guides, like what, what are some of the messages without giving away anybody's readings or identity? Or what are some of the messages that might come through from guides? What kind of tone is it? What kind of things are they saying about their people about their human subject
1: (laughs) (laughs) projects here on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It can, it ranges. So it's so interesting because the, the messaging that comes through is so different for every single person. You know, some people come because they want to talk about, you know, a business that they want to start. Some people want to talk about um, trouble in their family. Some people want to talk about marital problems and, um, it's interesting because what, what spirit has always taught me is that when we're unha- unhappy in relationships that we're in friendships, that we have, uh, situations that we're put into, we always need to come back to self. Uh-huh. And I've had a number of clients come to me and they say, I'm not happy with my partner. Okay. Fair. Let's work on you. Let's get you Right. And then we can talk about your marriage, Uh but I want to talk about you first. And that's when spirit really starts to uncover some of the biggest issues that we have. The issue that comes across almost daily with myself, my clients, um, is worth. Yeah. We have a lot of worth issues and confidence issues and whatnot. And that's usually, it always is coming back to that. And I say I put myself in that category as well, because oftentimes what I'm experiencing, my clients are experiencing too. Uh Um, It's in the energies, um, it's in the universe, uh, it can be around the moon cycle, it can be around so many different things. So they deliver very clear messages, their messaging is very pointed, um, and it's very direct. So there is no way to be around the bush about what's coming up for people you know whether it's not letting go of a past relationship or thinking that you were the person that caused the illness on your father because you asked them to do too much and helping people really release some of these feelings that we have about other people and get back to yourself yeah that's yeah. a lot of messaging that comes through.
0: Focusing on yourself isn't selfish. It's the opposite. It's it's becoming so filled up that you overflow onto the other people of your love and acceptance. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't have yourself, right, if you're depleted, if you're low vibe, if your self-worth is really low, then you're not doing any good for anybody else, right? And you're also going yeah. to be unhappy in your relationships. So. Yeah. You know what? I experienced the same thing with guides. They are very pointed, direct. They do have their own personalities. I think you would also definitely say sometimes they can come across funny and, or, you know, quiet. They don't mess around. They've also been, like you said, waiting to communicate for a really long time. A lot of them, I do get the sense of literally some guides that I've tuned into, tapped into, got messages from have been like, I feel like I'm twiddling my thumbs here. Like I could be doing so much more. Um, so let's talk about how a guide can feel more fulfilled in their journey of guiding us and, and how can we have a, a relationship with our guide and And how can we maybe stop people from looking outward? Of course, there's people like you and I who do readings and this and that, but I don't want them coming like every few months, you know, for a spirit guide reading. I want people to understand that they can and should build their connections themselves.
1: Yeah. So I think when we can surrender and release the control and talk out loud, Mm -hmm. spirit doesn't, they're not in your head with you. (laughs) <laughs> um, and really cultivate that uh, that building, building of the relationship. That's where it's at. Stop trying to control everything. Ease up. Um, here we go. Okay, thank you. They're coming through right now. <laughs> so what they're saying is that when we're trying to connect and when we're trying to have this experience with the spirit team, our guides and angels and all of these things, we often we're trying too hard and when we start trying too hard that energy chokes so the more you say is it is it is it is it why is it happening this way i need to control it i need to control it you choke that energy and spirit will back off because it can't deliver what needs to be delivered because you're trying to control what's delivered when it's delivered how it's delivered what's being said what your sign is all of these things so when we can just ease up and just almost like lean back like lean into the experience but lean back from controlling it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and just let it happen let that relationship flourish in the way that it's meant to versus the way you expect it to
0: right very good advice very Mm -hmm. good advice because maybe they're expecting oh i i need A name or I need this or I need that. And it's like, well, that's not how it's actually going to work out. If you just are radically open and see what comes, um, then it could get started. And don't you find that once you do lean into trust and start the ball rolling, whether it be with guides or learning your own intuition or anything, once you get those few little things and you say, okay, thank you, I'm getting it more and more and more comes and it's like a snowball effect
1: 100%. Yeah. 100% and that's leaning into that that trust is allowing the flow to happen and not setting the expectation of how it happens. Yeah. Just put the thought out there and watch it come to fruition. It's incredible. Yeah. 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 You know, I often say that when things are starting to feel hectic and you're feeling like you're losing the control that you do want to have, which is only ever over self, um, <laughs> I always say get back to the basics. Uh-huh. Get back to what was working.
0: Uh-huh. What was
1: working when you first started trying to connect? What was working when you were, still, when you were first trying to find yourself? Uh-huh. What, what was working when you were first trying to connect to the soul? that is in us around us and start doing those things again
0: really good advice yeah
1: Yeah. slow down
0: yeah lean into yourself again and building yourself up and and maintaining a spiritual practice a lot of times people get ahead of themselves or they are so so excited and they're like I'm doing it and then they forget about them themselves they're like in the spirit world and they're like really out of body and they forget oh I forgot I stopped meditating I stopped walking really? I stopped hanging with friends as much and having community outside of thinking about spirit all the time or being with them all the time and then boom it's
1: shut off exactly Yes. right yeah 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 you have to live it's kind of like you have to find that balance between this reality and that reality like there's there's you don't have to be all in spirituality to be a spiritual person or a spiritual being you know people always say well how do I get into my spiritual practice there is no set rules of what you need to do or be to have a spiritual experience here Uh I'm not you know it's like saying well just meditate and it'll fix your life Well, if (laughs) meditating doesn't resonate with you or you're not able to, then that's probably not your jam. Let's Mm -hmm. find your jam. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's maybe it's a different form of meditation. And I think we need to get away from the idea of what meditation is supposed to look like.
0: Yeah. Talk about that a bit.
1: You can, you know, everybody's, you know, lots of people say, well, you need to sit here and you need to put your hands this way and you need to look this way and, this is, how, this is how long you have to do it for. And in all honesty, Brandy, I don't have sometimes 30 minutes in a day to meditate. Uh-huh. I have five. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean that my spiritual practice is any less than somebody who does 30 minutes a day. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's getting out in nature and just being quiet and listening to the wind blow and hearing the rain and bringing your mind into a still space where you can just be there.
0: Yeah. That's a meditation.
1: Yeah. That's meditation. Mm -hmm. Not sitting on your meditation pillow and holding your palms up or palms down depending on what you've been taught and uh, having to have your eyes closed. You don't have to have your eyes closed to meditate. Mm -hmm. Figure out what works for you and do that.
0: Yeah. Really good tips. Really good tips. It doesn't have to be woo woo. It can be totally practical. You can be right. at your dish at your sink doing dishes, and yes. be in the now moment and just quiet down and just be doing the dishes, <laughs> and that's a meditation. Absolutely. It totally is.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's connecting. It's connecting to self. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Right? Yeah. Hundred percent. And that is a spiritual practice. That is the. Number one, main important spiritual practice, connecting to self, I'd say.
1: Yeah. 100%. And however
0: that looks for, for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. I love this. I could talk to you all day. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we should talk again. Tell us, what do you what do you wish you knew when you were first setting out to develop your spiritual abilities with intention?
1: Oh, that's a great question. What do I wish I knew? I wish I knew probably, I wish I had a clearer idea of what I wanted to do and connect with the right people rather than trying to find anybody that's spiritual. I needed to, I wish I had found my spiritual people earlier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and knowing that it was okay if some things didn't work within the practice, you know, even, you know, back to the meditation piece, I thought that in order to be a spiritual person, I had to meditate and at that stage, when I was starting, it was very hard for me to get quiet. Um, mm-hmm. I was going through a lot of stuff in my personal life. I was seeking that spiritual connection. My mind was too busy to meditate. My mind was too busy to journal. I mean, my journal would have been very sad at that time, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest with you. And that, so I wish I had known that I, there was no set way that I had to look. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with not doing some of the things that, you know, spiritual businesses or gurus or whatever you want to yep. call it, tell you should be it's a
0: must. Yep. Yeah. Good advice to find your own way, to find your own path and to find yeah. your own people who resonate and make you feel not alone because it can be lonely, right?
1: Yeah. And I, and I love that lonely. And I find that... Spirituality right now is I'm finding it's a little bit all the rage Mm -hmm. Um, and back to finding your right people, your right people won't have a dollar limit that you need to connect with them all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just be, you know, be aware of that. I check in with my clients. I would say, oh gosh, every two weeks, two, three weeks. Um, I check in with everyone and just saying, Hey, anything I can help you with, how can I serve you?
0: Yes. Um, So added value added price. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I always, you know, when my clients leave, if you need anything, you message me, you do not need a session to be in contact with me. Beautiful. Amazing.
0: Yeah. So that said, what are your offerings? How can people work with you? Tell us all the things.
1: So um I do um we can do sessions via Zoom. We can do sessions in my home. I have a beautiful little studio in my space. I do, you know, we do energy readings, I do mediumship, I do Reiki. Um, I have a new new modality. It's called access bars, which is a super cool thing. It's just different. Yeah. So just reach out to me and we can set up the sessions
0: and we'll put your website and all of your contact info in the show notes. Okay.
1: Great. Yes. Yes. And you can find me, my company is soul restyled. Um, that's, that's my company name. So you can find me on uh, Instagram via that. Awesome. Yes.
0: Thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing your light and I hope to talk to you again sometime. I know the listeners will really get a lot out of this. Thanks for sharing.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, So much gratitude for you sharing your light as well and really helping the newbies on their spiritual journeys. (laughs) Thanks, Kelly. (laughs) Have a great day. Thanks, you too.
0: Okay, bye.